And now, and now, and and now, item, 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 item with Tommy Lee. Item with Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. I'm Tommy Lee, and this is the Item Podcast. It is my random record button for whatever's in my head at any given time. Lately, it's also been kind of a display of what's been going on on 95.3 MNC and Machina's Morning News, which Mark McGill hosts and I read the news on. And today, this morning on Machina's Morning News, we had Mayor Pete Buttigieg on, as did most of the other media outlets in town. He's a pretty busy guy these days, of course, what with running for the presidency and running the city. Wanted to pass along the interview that we had for those of you, especially across the country, who listen to the item and are interested in what's going on with Mayor Pete and might possibly be curious just exactly how the presidential campaign is impacting what he does in South Bend. Item number 139, Pete Judge, a man with two full-time jobs. Seven forty-one, nineteen away from 8 is MNC News Time. Sunshine 48 for high today, 29 right now. This part of the program being powered by R&B Car Company. The R where you auto be hassle-free with fast and friendly service. R&B Car Company in South Bend or at rbcarcompany.com. In the studio this morning, the mayor of the city of South Bend, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, my friend. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. Good, good to, be to with see you. you. You know, I've known you a long time, Mr. Mayor, and I've told you this the, the first time I met you, that uh, you can tell me anything. You can... You can say what you want. I mean, whatever's on your heart or your mind, if there's something that that you're just you're itching to get out, Mr. Mayor, you're in a safe zone. I want you to know that. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. <laughs> just okay. been crazy. Yeah. I mean, it has yeah. just been a whirlwind. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, it's gone beyond our expectations. We launched the committee in January. We wanted to see if anybody would listen, if anybody was interested, if we would uh, hit home and, and get some support. And the response, especially since our, our nationally televised town hall uh, on uh, Sunday last week, so about 10 days ago, uh, the response has been phenomenal. We've got uh, people coming out of the woodwork wanting to be part of the effort, wanting to work with us, um, wanting to support us, uh, folks sending in contributions through our website, uh, which is great because we're coming up on this big quarterly deadline. And that's how you kind of prove that you belong is uh, for better or for worse. This is how they take your measure. And we're not taking corporate PAC money. So we're really relying on those individual contributions. And they're coming through. Uh, so that's been exciting. It's kind of a, a head spinning experience because, uh, you know, one minute I'm looking after the, the day job here in South Bend and then I got to run out and, and you know, do something on national TV and then come right on back. But uh, we got a great team uh, on both sides. We got a great political team, then obviously a great uh, city of South Bend administrative uh, office staff and administration team. And uh, they keep everything humming. And it's just been a, a wild ride. And the fun part, the best part for me is sharing South Bend with, with the country, you know, sharing South Bend's story. Because a lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't know what we were up against economically. They assume, you know, because Notre Dame's in our backyard, it must be kind of a, a wealthy, kind of typical college town. And when I talk about what we went through, the the departure of Studebaker, the picking up the pieces of some of these um, big shocks that happened in the auto industry, but also the way the city picked itself up and fixed our neighborhoods and, and got our downtown back up and running and the work we're doing to deal with the challenges that we still face around around safety and uh, homelessness and, and uh, lead exposure, all the things that we're working hard on in the city. Um, people really lean in and listen because I think it's such a classically American story. Well, that's what the, the thing I was going to bring up next was I love the fact that as you're doing all of this, you know, this national press and and, and getting ready for, for what's next, besides telling your story, you've always been very good about telling 
South Bend story. And I think you're right. I think that uh, it's opening some people's eyes to to just, you know, what we are, uh, where we were, yeah. and, and where we've been. And, right. and, and I love that. Yeah. Uh, and and it's, people love a good comeback story, right? And, and so I think they recognize in us maybe an answer, especially with all this kind of darkness and negativity, what, you know, the, the kind of show that's coming out of Washington. And, and so this idea that's, that's full of hope, um, it's not naive hope. I mean, we, we talk about what we were up against and the twists and turns along the way and everything that's made it hard. But, um, but this idea, as, as we face change, and I think, you know, there's always going to be someone in politics telling you that, that we can just stop change. We can just turn back the clock and go back to what we were doing before and, and nothing will have to be different. Um, but it's just not true. And so as we face these changes, the changes picking up with, with technology, with, with uh, what's happening around the world, we got to master those changes and become better off by them. And I think South Bend has figured out ways to do that. And America's got to do the same thing. Chatting with South Bend Mayor Pete Buttigieg this morning. Mayor Pete, as, as you look at to what's next, it seems like every day somebody else is jumping in the race. I mean, you have to get the scorecard out. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and some big names. And, and you, oh, yeah. you've, you've been public in saying, look, I'm not uh, incredibly famous, although the crowd in the studio would, <laughs> would like to uh, differ on that. But uh, you're not uh, independently wealthy. I mean, you, yeah. you're, you're the underdog. Right. Seeing the big names jumping uh, officially in, in the race, I would imagine you have to take that into consideration as you plan what's next. I mean, do you think about that? Yeah, you know, when there are this many people, I mean, we could be up to 20 by the time it's all said and done, uh, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to spend too much energy or time thinking about any one of the others. Uh, you're basically, in, in my situation, you're basically playing against the house. Uh, the, the thought is that, that we're going to come up with a plan, uh, a game plan that, that kind of is true to our message and values. We're going to work the plan and we're going to see how far it takes us. And the really exciting thing is even with about 20 people out there, um, it, it's clear that we're resonating because we're not like the others, because there's something a little different in, in my story, in South Bend's story, in the message that I'm trying to bring forward. And as long as that remains the case, then we're going to keep pushing. I mean, we were um, up in New Hampshire uh, maybe a week and a half ago for an event. Uh, it was supposed to be a meet and greet at a bar in Portsmouth. You know, I've, I've never campaigned in Portsmouth and not, not known there. Um, uh, go in and, and uh, ask our, our political staffer on the way in, you know, how's it looking as I arrived at the site? And he said, well, it's not a meet and greet anymore. It's a rally. We had three or 400 people there. Wow. Um, so there's clearly a, a kind of a hunger out there for, for new voices and for a different style. And what that tells me is, um, yeah, we're definitely not going to be the most famous. Um, we're definitely not going to be the ones with the most money. But uh, we've clearly got our own feet to stand on. And, you know, we, um, uh, we learned last week that we reached the threshold uh, in terms of individual donors yeah. to demonstrate to the DNC that, that we've met their criteria, that we ought to be invited to the debate. And uh, getting on that debate stage, and the debates are early. It begins in June. I know. That is not that far off. Yeah, it's I right mean, here. three months from now. Yeah. Um, getting on that debate stage is huge for us. The most important thing we've learned is when people hear the message for the first time, they respond powerfully. And it's easy for me, you know, making the rounds around here or, or going into familiar kind of media channels to think that um, that everybody's kind of heard this message. But, of course, most people haven't. Most people haven't heard the first thing about this. And so this is why we're always looking for a new audience. That's why I was on Fox News on Sunday, had a great interview there, um, uh, because, uh, uh, you know, it's great news that when people hear the message, they respond well. Uh, we just got to make sure more people hear the message. 
Yeah, and of course we uh, we talked earlier about your day job. You've got a full time day job is still being Absolutely. the mayor. We will talk about the city coming up next. More with South Bay Mayor Pete Buttigieg coming up. But the Irish will host Bethune Cookman at home on Saturday, seven fifty one. Back to South Bay Mayor Pete Buttigieg this morning. Mayor Pete, one of the things that people want to know is you are you you are so busy now with you know the potential run for president. Uh, how are you keeping up with, with with the day job? So it's definitely a juggling act. There's a lot of work to be done right here at home. You know, we got the the rental safety verification program that I just signed into law. We're working with code enforcement to make sure that's successful, especially as we target areas with lead exposure to make sure those homes are safe. Meanwhile, we're, we're uh, continuing to amp up the program in primary schools to make sure that uh, kids can, can get tested for lead. And matter of fact, we got an event coming up on Thursday at Harrison after school in the afternoon, and we're strongly encouraging families who live, especially if you live in a house built before 1978, to go ahead and do it's free, it's easy, and we can make sure your kids are all right. Uh, we're delivering tons of huge improvements across our parks and recreation system. We got more building and economic development going on, so there is no shortage of work to do in the mayor's office. But we're on it. You know, we um, uh, we got a really good uh, kind of rhythm going. We make the absolute most of my time, and uh, you know, we, we've learned a few times through the DNC race and of course through the deployment uh, how to make sure to to keep things humming, even if I have to be pulled in a few different directions. And you know, almost anybody who runs for president is is a sitting. Yeah, governor, senator, mayor, you know, has some kind of very important day job. Um, doesn't make it easy. Um, but there's there's a way to do this. And uh, and so far it's working well. And, you know, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think we could uphold our responsibilities on all those fronts, even as the, you know, uh, political battle is, is underway to, to work on who the next mayor is going to be. Uh, the most important thing for me is to continue doing my job well as long as I'm in that seat and to set up the next mayor for success because I know what it's like to walk into that office and and, and try to figure out, uh, you know, how you're going to move forward. And and, um, there are a lot of things we can be doing now to really consolidate our gains and make sure the next mayor with the next mayor's priorities is going to do well. Let's talk about the state of the city and, and recap that. Was it weird walking on the stage for your uh, last state of the city? Yeah, it's hard. You know, this part of me feels still feels like I just got here. So the idea that this could be eighth out of eight, you know, that that, that I've been doing it for that long. And uh, but but what was fun about this last state of the city was we had so much to talk about because we talked not just about this year but about the last eight years. And, and you start doing the math. $800 million of investment in, in city-supported economic development deals, 4,000 jobs uh, announced through that process. Uh, we're, we're getting into the neighborhood of a million calls taken by 311. We didn't even have 311. You know, when I was running, that was a campaign promise that, that we then right. uh, figured out how to make a reality. Um, I had them run the numbers on potholes. Uh, we've done more than a quarter of a million potholes since I've been mayor. Wow. Uh, now we're waiting for the for the asphalt plants to open up so we can do the hot patch. So, uh, uh, but if you got one, call <laughs> call three one one and yeah, you'll right. be one those, of those calls. Those numbers, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, get us to that million mark. So, uh, I really took pleasure and and pride in in reminding the community of its achievements and uh, the things that we've been able to do as a city. Um, the distance we've come from the beginning of the decade. You know, we forget. Um, all these things we're just used to now. Most of the restaurants downtown weren't even there. Matter of fact, the big argument, if you remember, was, you know, does the opening of Eddy Street Commons mean that downtown dining is dead forever? Those were the kinds of conversations we were having. You know, why is it that the state has never done uh, a deal up here uh, in South Bend area when it was, uh, uh, you know, when it came to economic development through the IADC, which was what motivated me to invite Mitch Daniels up for lunch and have a conversation about how to work across party lines. I mean, we, we've just come leaps and bounds from, from where we were at the beginning of the decade. And I think every mayor wants to be able to look at the before and after picture and 
be able to say, you know, look how far we've come. And, and uh, the state of the city was a great, even though we're still working at it, um, it was a great opportunity and a great exercise in tallying up all the progress the city has made. Think of how long ago it seems the uh, smart streets. I mean, it's hard yeah. to imagine the streets downtown were ever one way. You know, it's funny about uh, midnight. We were, we were coming up, uh, uh, we had to run down to Indy for some things uh, last night, and we we're coming back through, and we're behind this big semi tractor trailer, and it, and it's going through one of the roundabouts, which is which are designed the way that apron is to kind of uh, have a truck roll over. But I remember the arguments folks were having. You know, you can't put in roundabouts. A truck can't go through a roundabout. And I'm thinking, no, I, I promise you that traffic engineers know about trucks. Just give us a chance to put it in. And uh, you know, seeing is believing on that. Once yeah. we did it, I think people understood what we were what we were going for. Um, and we've had something like $100 million in private investment. That's a four-to-one return on the public investment. But, uh, you know, before people could see it, before it was there, uh, there, there were all these misgivings and, and all these uh, concerns in the community. And we had, I think, more than 30 public meetings to try to move that through. So um, just, you know, item after item, the 1,000 houses in 1,000 days um, that, that now we're, we're used to, you know, and it'd be hard to picture it any other way. Um, but there were really a big lift for a lot of, of, of public servants in the administration to make that happen. And, uh, you know, the end of this year is going to look very different from the beginning of this year, especially when it comes to our parks. Um, it's crazy. The thing we're hoping to have ice skating by Thanksgiving on the on the ribbon uh, of ice in Howard Park. Um, Howard Park in particular, just going through massive transformations. Yeah. But uh, Leaper Park, uh, all these uh, smaller parks that don't get as much attention. It is so exciting to see what we're going to do. And we're going to sprint through the tape. With uh, any luck at all, Mayor Pete, spring is here. Let's talk about uh, spring about cleanup. About time. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, except for opening weekend. As you know, That's the opening right. weekend will be snow. But yeah. uh, let's talk about uh, <laughs> spring neighborhood cleanup. Yeah, so, you know, code enforcement doesn't want to just be about enforcing. We want we want code enforcement to be a partner. And so one of the things we can do is uh, partner with neighborhoods when you want to do a neighborhood cleanup. We did uh, uh, more than a dozen of them last year, and I'd like to see that number grow this year, too. Uh, all you got to do is call 311, ask for more information. We will um, pick a good date, uh, you know, working with you. But if you can get a few neighbors together and say, we're, we're going to do a, a cleanup to get to get the uh, the spring off to the right foot in our neighborhood. Uh, code enforcement can uh, provide supplies. Uh, they can uh, set up kind of specialized trash pickup if you can get everything bagged to the corner. They can walk you through the whole process. So get a few neighbors together. Think, And it's fun, by the way. I know picking up trash doesn't sound like fun. Um, <laughs> but you get to know your neighbors better, and it's, it's a great way to kind of mark the arrival of spring. Uh, we obviously want to encourage that. So if, if your neighborhood's ready to supply some volunteers... We'll provide the supplies. Just call 311 and ask more about how you can work with code on a neighborhood cleanup. And lastly, let's talk about smoke alarms. So yes. important. Uh, yes, you know, we, we want to get through. Uh, every time there's a, there's a fire fatality, you think, could this have been prevented? Uh, and, and those numbers are low, but I want those numbers to go to zero. And uh, a huge part of it is just whether you have a working smoke detector. Um, so a good rule of thumb to go by is when the time changes, that's a good time to check the batteries in your smoke alarms, make sure all of them are working. It's easy to forget. It's easy to put off. And next thing you know, the batteries in those things are dead. And even if you have a, a smoke detector, it's not working. Um, also, I, I got to say, you know, if affordability is ever an issue, um, we will help. That's another thing to, to call the city, ask about that program, the fire department. Uh, as you know, and you've done a great job of helping our, our fire uh, public information officers get the word out about fire prevention. They want to be preventing fires, yeah. not putting them out. And they will partner with, uh, we'll even do a blitz in a whole neighborhood, knock on doors and make sure that, that people have those working smoke detectors. So uh, be sure to ask, especially if you feel like there might be a, a neighborhood or a family uh, that is missing. We will partner with the Red Cross. We will get it done. Uh, we want you to be safe in, in those homes so that we don't have to get that 911 call.
You may appear to be everywhere, but you are still right here. Still, the best way to get a hold of you or your staff is how? Uh, look us up uh, on online. Engage with us on social media. Three one one is is always the simplest way because we got uh, you know trained uh, operators there who, who can respond to any issue. Uh, or uh, go ahead and uh, catch me uh, catch me at Martin's. I'm still there every now and then, um, and uh, and we'll let you know when we're ready to do another Mayor's Night Out too. Again, Mr. Mayor, anything ever on your mind? You ever want to announce anything? You know that uh, you're in a safe place. Right here. Thank you for your time. Good luck to you. Safe travels, and we'll talk to you soon. South of Mayor Pete Buttigieg, everybody. This has been the Item Podcast, which comes out now and then, whether it needs to or not, wherever you just found it. Please subscribe if you like what you hear. And remember that Item does not follow much of a regular schedule, so subscription is the best way to catch what's going on with it if you don't follow me on Facebook. As usual, thanks for listening. The Item is part of the Federated Media family of podcasts. This has been Item with Tommy Lee. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. The end of Game of Thrones is here. And a new podcast is ready to face the army from beyond the wall and sample the beers inspired by the show. Brad King, Zach Miller, and Tommy Lee have come to pester us about Westeros. We drink and we know things. Subscribe and join us. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.